Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. of Grown Up Kids. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And today we're being joined by Mandy Doyle, one of our fellow listeners of Swish and Flick. Yeah, so which automatically make, means that she's like awesome. So. Yeah. So thank you. How are you? I'm good. Hi, everybody. Um, so we like to, just so that all of our listeners can get to know everybody who's on here, we want to do a Disney profile for you. Um, so how did you get into Disney? Like a lot of people, like I just grew up with Disney. Like my mom filled our house with like books and games and movies, and we had movie nights every Friday night, and majority of those movies were Disney related. So Disney was just like always part of my life growing up. Me too. Me too. Disney, <laughs> Disney doing what it's supposed to do, bring families together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who would you say if you can pick one or two or three? Uh, who's your favorite character? So I was thinking about this. So when I was a kid, I loved um, Esmeralda. Oh, nice. And I had like her backpack and a lunchbox that was like shaped like a tambourine. Mm -hmm. I had like sheet music from the movie with like for the recorder. Um, Then when Mulan came out, I loved Mulan. Um, My sister and I both did martial arts when we were kids. So we like loved her. We wanted to be her. Um, as an adult, I love Lilo and Stitch. I love Lilo. I love Donnie. I love that movie. Um, I didn't love it as much as when when I was a kid, but as I like grew up, I started to like it a lot more. Um, and recently. So relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, I love like their family, like their sister, like, Mm -hmm. It's a sad story, but it's also, like, a cute, wonderful story, and Nani's so good with Lilo. I just love that. Uh, And then, recently, I love Moana. I love that movie. I love her character, but I also actually lived in the Pacific, so I love that Disney did a story about that area of the world. So I, like, was so excited about that movie coming out and love it, so... That's great. Yeah, Moana seems to have found its way into a lot of people's hearts very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I think so. She's just so woman power and like mm-hmm. um the story like has nothing to do with a relationship and like a love story. It's a love story like for her for yourself. Self mm-hmm. and for her community and just for her family, you yeah. know. Which and, and which like- was a little bit of Frozen, if you focus on Elsa more so than Anna. True. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that they've been doing that more. Definitely. Like um, I've always loved, like, the strong female characters yeah. that Disney brings. And they really do. They have a ton of them. So it's really great. And Moana is wonderful. And I think they do a really good job also of, like, the Pacific and, like, being actually really true to what those islands are. And so that's another reason why. I mean, I love that movie now, too. So. They do their research. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, So what's your favorite movie? Does that kind of tie into your favorite characters? It's or is... kind of the same. When I was a kid, I loved 101 Dalmatians as yes. well. Like yeah. that movie was one of my favorites. Um, And then it was Hunchback and then it was Mulan. So it kind of followed the same 
the same thing. Yeah. Is is, uh, is Moana in there too? Moana too. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I know she has. Um, she's taken over my favorites list too. Mm-hmm. So. I like Pua. And the music in that movie is awesome. Oh, and like, it's yes. just like when Frozen came out. Like all of the kids around me were singing Frozen, and now they're all singing Moana. It's just oh like- yeah. <laughs> yeah. So have you been to the Disney parks? Yes, I've been to both Disney World and Disneyland. Oh, I've been to Disney World multiple times. Oh, yeah. Disneyland only once. Same. <laughs> so do you have a favorite park? Um, it could be from either. I would say Magic Kingdom is probably my favorite. Um, it's just so classic, and, like, the castle is just so iconic and, like, magical, and it's just, like, the perfect Disney spot to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually have a friend who is at Disneyland Paris right now, and she keeps posting Mm -hmm. all of these amazing pictures because I think it's their anniversary. It's like their 25th anniversary, so they're doing a celebration right now. And that castle. Like, I I mean, I know Magic Kingdom is beautiful, Mm -hmm. but I think in person, the Disneyland Paris might win, win me out when we go there one day. It's beautiful. I honestly don't remember much about Disneyland. Like, I went there once when I was little, but I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What is your favorite Disney memory? So, I have a great story. The first time I went to (laughs) Disney World, um, I was six years old. Um, My so I have three siblings. So there's six. There were six of us with my parents. And we all, like, drove from Massachusetts down to Florida. It took us, like, two days to get there. That's we're, like, crammed my dad's station wagon. <laughs> like, all four of us kids in the back seat, And we're, like, all under the age of seven, right? Like, we're little. <laughs> like, oh, my, my gosh. Parents. I don't know how they did it. Um, <laughs> but we, like, were all so excited to go that the night before we planned on leaving, none of us could sleep. My parents couldn't sleep. We couldn't sleep. So my parents just got up and they were like, you know what? We're just going to go now. And we just like left at like midnight. Awesome. <laughs> got, there, got there super early, like not planned. Um, and it was just like magical because it's the only time I went when I was young enough to really believe in like all the characters that I was seeing. Mm-hmm. It's just like a magical experience because you're just like, oh, like I re- you really think that that's Cinderella. And that's the place that she lives and all of those things. So yeah. I love that your parents were, like, just as excited. Again, like, exactly what Walt wanted. Right. A place for families to go together. Mm -hmm. That's so cute. I love it. I love it. I I love it. it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, today, we're going to be discussing a surprisingly super fun film, which I actually, as I was watching it, think that I may have seen it before or at least scenes from it like the documentary portion um where it takes you through the Disney studios um I had no idea it even existed (laughs) yeah but I've seen it definitely a couple times as a kid yeah I'm sure Sure. I I need to ask my mom but um we are gonna talk about the reluctant dragon so do we want to do our 30-second Disney dash? Yeah. Let's do it. All righty, Katie, you ready? <clears throat> no, hold on. I gotta swallow. I always get, like, really nervous before <laughs> I'm about to do this. 
<laughs> okay. All right, I got the stopwatch ready. Wait. Okay. One, two, go. Mr. Benchley and his wife have an idea for a film they want to propose to Walt Disney, and Mr. Benchley manages to get a pass to see him. He gets a full tour of Walt Disney Studios, though only because he keeps giving his tour guide the slip. We see all about how Disney animation is made. He finally gets to meet Walt and finds out that he was already working on the very concept that Mr. Benchley was going to suggest. 17? Is that... No, no. 16 is the... 16 is the record. <laughs> oh, so close. That was so short. Mine is so much longer. Uh, yeah, mine was really Mine short. is a lot longer as well. <laughs> So, do you well, do you want to go last or do you want to go next? You, it's up to you. Um, I'll go last. Okay. Give me this. Oh wait, do you need it? No. Okay. I don't. Let me pull up my Disney dash. I gotta talk really fast because I got a lot in here. You better go. Ready? Yes. Set. Go. Mr. and Mrs. Benchley want to sell the rights to the Reluctant Dragon to Walt Disney. His wife drives him to the studio and then leaves him there to go shopping. Mr. Benchley gets taken by Humphrey to Walt's office and gives him a walking tour of the studio. It's boring, though, so he dodges away from him to get to see a drawing class, a film score, sound effects, multiplaying camera, the rainbow room, maquette making room, storyboarding, animating, and finally winds up in the viewing room with Walt's watch short film, The Reluctant Dragon. In the short, we meet a silly dragon who likes to write poetry. The boy goes to visit him and sees he's not ferocious. Sir Giles arrives in the town. He's a dragon slayer, but the boy tells him the dragon will never fight. They meet each other, have a picnic, and then accidentally agree to fight. The boy helps the dragon breathe fire, Done. and they fight and pretend to slay the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> you put so much in there. <laughs> I like skipped all the animated things in my summary. <laughs> You're always like four words shy. Oh, it, I basically so, but I had more in that paragraph than my Fantasia one. So clearly, I can pretty much get away with the length of Fantasia. Yeah, if I talk as fast as I just did. Yeah. <laughs> I hope anybody could actually understand what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I love I hearing so. the stress in your voice. Oh, I get so nervous because I like tripped up on my words a couple times. Uh, okay. All right. Are you ready, Mandy? I'm ready. All right. Ready, set, go. Robert Benchley's wife talks to him, talks him into pitching his story, The Reluctant Dragon, to Walt Disney. She drives him to the studio, leaves him there, and he gets a guide to bring him to Walt, but ditches the guide in favor of seeing how everything is done at the studio. Um, we get to see things from Dumbo and Bambi and Peter Pan and Lady and the Tramp, and we watch Baby Weems and Goofy. Finally, we meet Walt, and we get to watch the title story about the dragon who would rather write poetry than fight. Oh, good. 23? Yeah, 23 seconds. Because there was a little bit of a delay. We were going to give you, like, a two-second leeway. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you two. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. nice. I like I, like, yeah. the little bit that I wrote in the middle. <laughs> Cheater, cheater. That's so funny. (laughs) Alrighty, so let's delve into some history on the Reluctant Dragon. This is really interesting, Um, especially paralleling what's going on right now within the Disney company um, and wages and bonuses and all of this stuff that's, you know, in the media. But anyway... The film was released in the middle of a Disney animator strike in 1941. Um, So strikers picketed the film's premiere with signs that attacked Disney for unfair business practices, low pay, lack of recognition, and favoritism. Um, At one theater, sympathizers paraded down the street wearing a dragon costume bearing the legend, The Reluctant Disney. 
Um, oh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Critics and audiences were put off by the fact that the film was not a new Disney animated feature in the vein of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves or Pinocchio, but essentially a collection of four short cartoons and various live action vignettes. Um, the Reluctant Dragon cost 600000 to make, which is cheap for Walt. Uh, he usually went way over budget. <laughs> and I'm guessing because um, this isn't animated, most of it. Right. Uh, yeah. It was much less expensive. Because, I mean, Snow White was over a million to create. Back then. Whew. Right. Um, it returned 960000 though. With 460000 being generated in the U.S. and Canada. So, paralleling that to, like, what's going on now with the announcement of $1,000 bonuses to everybody in the Disney company. But, if you're in the union, they're holding your bonus because you have to accept the 50 cent raise that they want to give you. So, it's like they didn't learn from their history here. (laughs) (laughs) um so hopefully hopefully they do and they end up coming up with a good compromise i hope but um it's interesting that even back in the 40s there were people striking about the wages for anime i can definitely i mean i'm a huge walt fan but i can see the criticism of favoritism because there was but you know i mean it's probably favoritism just based on who does best you know i mean you know like there were, like, the big three animators that, like, did a lot for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in the film, so obviously I don't think they were striking because they must have been getting paid better. Right. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, just a little couple background info there on the film's history. Um, do you want to talk about the... Usually here we'll do character profiles, but it doesn't really make sense for this film because it's more so about the studio. Right. So I thought that we could kind of break it down and talk about each room that we see. Sure. In the, in the film. I... So I had no idea what this film was about. No, I didn't either. At I, all. And uh, like I said, like watching it, I have memories of like seeing some of these scenes before, um... Like, I remember Humphrey, and I remember him going to see Donald Duck and Clara Cluck in the, um, when they're, like, singing to the music. And there's a couple other ones. Like, I remember the Casey Jr. scene with the train, but I don't remember all of it. So, it was, anyway, besides the point, I, when, you know, whenever you see the title, The Reluctant Dragon... Um, you obviously don't expect this. Right. But I love that. Yeah, I really, yeah, I was genuinely I really loved it. Like, I'm upset that the version that I bought on Amazon is just the short. Yeah. (laughs) I want the whole thing. And this movie is really hard to come across. Mm -hmm. Um, we had to buy it, like, on a streaming service to, like, rent it or something. So, I don't know. Yeah, but so we get, we follow this, we follow Mr. Benchley through Disney Studios, which Which I wish I could go to. Honestly. Oh, I want to go see it, but they don't really do tours. The only way that you can get into Disney Studios is if you do an Adventures by Disney tour of Southern California. Well, let's do it. I know. What are we waiting for? I know. But to see that, like, Mickey Avenue and Dopey Avenue sign that's so iconic for the studios, 
Um, It'll be a fun fact about that later. And anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, if you, like, missed it in the film, I posted a picture of it on our Instagram, so you can go and check it out. It's pretty cute. It's cute. So, he's supposed to be... We digress, though. Mr. (laughs) Mr. Benchley's supposed to be getting a tour, just, like, a walking tour quickly to go meet Walt and talk about this film concept, but he... Is bored by the guy, I think. Well, he's pretty boring. He's a little bit boring. (laughs) So he ends up in all these different rooms that end up showing you how they create one of their animated films. So are these in order? They are in order. Cool. Um, I just wanted to say that I love how we get a glimpse of many different films. It's not like, like you can see how many they're working on at one time. And these films weren't out yet. Correct. It's ones that they were currently working on. Mm-hmm. So the first room they go to is the life drawing classroom, which I think Mr. Benchley was just trying to get a peek of the model. Mm-hmm. Ends up not being who he thinks it is. It's a big elephant. <laughs> <laughs> but I like what you wrote in here on our doc, Meg. Like, are they preparing for Dumbo? Is that why they're Well, doing yeah, it? because like the cartoon drawings that you see look just like Mrs. Jumbo. Yeah. 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 But I thought that was really cute. And I wonder, like, is that real? Yes, Mandy. I I think it has to because don't we see Dumbo things in other parts of the movie, too? Yeah. Well, like, yeah, we see Casey Jr. Yeah. Um, But I know that, like, that scene of Casey Jr., I think, is just, like, an additional cartoon that was made. Um, It wasn't actually, like, pulled from Dumbo. But, like, Casey Jr. was starring in it. But clearly they're showing you, like, how those sound effects and stuff were made even for the Dumbo film. Right. Yeah. But, like, did they really do this? Like, did they yes, really they, bring in live animals? they did. They did. Because I know, I remember seeing pictures. There's, like, an iconic picture in one of the books that I have. It's, like, The Art of Disney. Um, there's a picture of a deer in that exact studio. And they were studying how to draw the deer for Bambi. That's crazy. So, I know, <laughs> yeah, I know that, like, it's legitimate. They brought real animals in that's really cool yeah yeah do you want me to do the next one do you want to just like alternate um okay so the next room that mr benchley goes to is the film score recording room um and here he walks in and sits down next to a man who he has no idea who it is um and I didn't be me with any celebrity. I didn't either. <laughs> so he sits down and then he's just listening to the music um, that they're recording, which is just like a score. And then he sees this famous lady and he recognizes her. But then she starts singing and she's singing as Clara Cluck, which Clara Cluck is annoying. <laughs> she does a good job. <laughs> she sounds um, like a chicken, though. She's No, she sounds. I mean, it's yeah, crazy. It's, it's amazing. But then. All of a sudden, the guy who he's, like, been talking, Mr. Benchley's been talking to and is asking questions suddenly is just like, oh, Time to I work. gotta go. And then he's <laughs> Donald. <laughs> like, so <laughs> iconic. And it was, it's really cool because, um, you know, a voice like Donald's and Mickey's, really, like, the, those two, like, clearly that's not somebody's actual talking voice. That'd be pretty nice. So nuts. to see how he does that voice and, like, what the man looks like who does that. I don't know if anybody knows this. I know some people know it who are listening. If 
Um, my friends haven't given up on us yet with this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but Walt voiced Mickey for a long time. So we've I've always known the face of Mickey, right? Because it's Walt. But to see the face of Donald was like a cool... It was just like a cool extra tidbit that they threw in there. And he even like explains how he did the voice. He's like, you yeah. just get a little air pocket, you know? But yeah. like, it's and you I, can't, not just everybody can do it. It's hard. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I liked that scene. That was, mm-hmm. it was fun. It was cute. And I've seen that picture of the lady who voices Clara Cluck and Donald Duck where, like, they're singing together with, like, their heads together or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've seen that picture before, like, just online. So it was cool to, like, put it into perspective, like, where that's from. Yeah? Yeah. So then they go to the sound effect room, which yes. actually made me laugh because, like, well, we meet the lady who's recording, um... Doris. I didn't put her sorry, name in the doc, Doris. but her name is Doris. They're recording for Casey Jr., which, like Mike said before, it, it looks like a little side-off cartoon of him. Um, so she demonstrates the Sonovox... Mm-hmm. Which is like, it looks like two cans that you put on your throat. And then that's like what the train's voice is. So it's like very wheezy and yeah, sounds like and a like whistle. And like you don't really even have to talk. You just like... Whisper. Yeah, you whisper. And it makes the noise of Casey Jr. going like, all aboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like what was so cool about this is like, I, I think about weird things randomly for no reason. So, I mean, you'll hear a sound effect. You're like, oh, how did they do that? Well, you get to see that for this entire My favorite one was where they, like, pulled a sheet out from, like, a pile of pots and pans. And, like, everything just came tumbling (laughs) down. It was so great. And, like, the storm. um, Like, the rain. It was, like, literally they had water, like, pouring down on something. Mm -hmm. Um, They had, like, a crank for, like, the the train track or the mm-hmm. wheels on the track and then I, it's so true like what mr eventually says in the end he's like i think it would have been a lot less trouble to just actually crash a train <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably but it probably would have cost a lot more to build a train and crash it. <laughs> that's true <laughs> um oh the next room is my favorite mm-hmm. um so this is the camera room where we get to see the infamous multi-plane camera. I'm glad that we stumbled upon this movie because I didn't know what this camera, like, I didn't understand it. Do you remember it. seeing it at no. One Man's Dream at Hollywood Studios? No, I should, but I don't. I know, I'm terrible. Um, so the multi-plane camera is basically this massively tall contraption that has different cells from the movie and it layers them so that it perceives depth um so like you're not going to use the multiplane camera for like the scene that they show you later on of donald walking you're going to use it whenever bambi is like in the woods and you see the depth of the woods that was filmed on the multiplane camera so and this i mean this camera is like iconic like it's their creation um so I love it. And then also, so you see, like, the multiplane camera with the depth, but then you also go and see how they are animating Donald, which was cool. Because it was, like, the colored cells, the painted cells. Um, 
And then they're and showing. Donald being sassy. And Donald being sassy. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved also how it was like tying in how you just met the guy who did Donald's voice. And now you're going to see how Donald is animated. Yeah. I so it, about was, that. it was a nice like little connection. Um, I liked the ink and paint department because I think that would be an amazingly fun job. I agree. called it the rainbow room. And as soon as you go into this room, you find it out was why. Like all women. Yeah. You're Did right. you notice yeah. that? <laughs> it was weird. They even yeah. said like, oh, the ladies in here that do this. Right. Yeah. Well, because it takes a lady to get that paint right. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> but there's sure. just like jars and jars of paint and like you get to see the powder and they're mixing it and. It's just really cool that it's all, like, in-house. Yeah. They don't buy their paint from somewhere else. They make it themselves. So, like, they know every time they paint Bambi, this is Bambi brown, you know? Yeah. This is Bambi's under brown, you know? Right. <laughs> so it's consistent. Yeah, and that was cool to see, actually see it, like, get delivered to the animators or to the painters um and, watching... and see Bambi like get finished yeah. and then they flip it around and like it just looks perfect. I watch I was watching her paint and it was like she was just blobbing it on there and I would have been like shaky and like very carefully <laughs> trying to apply it to like his little but nose. But it's because it's just layered. So yeah. like you start and like you're very precise with the lines and then you just layer the colors on behind it, which right. is a cool concept. Yeah, it's really neat. Um, the next room was the maquette making room, which also is really cool. And I have a little story about maquettes. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's basically a tiny sculpture of a character so that the animators can see that character from all angles while they're drawing him or her. So they made a maquette of Mr. Benchley, which was hilarious. Um, and I love how they, they made it seem like it was, they like made it in two seconds, you know, yeah. how, <laughs> but like, you know, that that was like a trick of the eye. Um, but whenever Katie and I went to California this past fall, we got to go behind the scenes and get a little tour of Pixar Studios, um, which was amazing. And they have maquettes all over the place at Pixar Studios of all the Pixar um, characters. I was able to take some pictures, but I can't share them, unfortunately, because <laughs> they are very top secret with their um, with their studio. But it was really awesome to see. And I'm sure if you just Googled Pixar maquettes, you can probably find some of them. But um, ones that we saw were Sully. Um, Ellie from Up as a child, and Carl, I think older Carl, um, Merida, who I was really excited to see. She's actually probably up there with Moana for me. But anyway. <laughs> She's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. Like, they're still... And, sidetracking here but what I wanted to say is that they still use them today so it's a very popular thing with animation so that like you know they're not drawing it by hand anymore they're drawing it on the computer but they still need to know what it looks like from all angles so they still go back to this method of maquette making for the characters so that they can view it and in that room um as we mentioned oh. in the Pinocchio episode they actually built all of Geppetto's clocks yeah. and there was a working and there clock was one in there that was awesome the also there was 
some of the centaurettes from Fantasia. Yes. Which was neat. Mm-hmm. And we see Mr. Benchley steals one of them later. So. He's like, whoops, how did that get in there? <laughs> <laughs> so what's next? Storybird. Storybird. Storyboard. <laughs> so he walks into this room and there's these animators who are there and they're like, oh, hey, do you want to watch this film? And they're drawing like, a okay. baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're drawing a baby. That's right. And he's super cute. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, do you want to watch this new? They go through the whole storyboard. So, like, if nobody knows, a story starts, uh, like, just, like, as little snippets. Little, like, scenes drawn out. Literally And then they put the them in order so that you can see the flow of the story. Right. And then we got to actually watch... Baby Weems. It kind of, like, turned into a it turned finished into it. film. Yeah. It was an interesting story. Yeah, it was funny. But, you know... Is cute. I feel bad for his parents. Yeah. <laughs> well, they got him in the end, right? That's true. After, yeah. yeah. Um. Next up is the animators, the animation room, which I love because one of the, well, these are like the big three that I was talking about before. You know, Ward Kimball is a very famous Disney animator. Um, and we get to see him animate Goofy, which is really cool. So, like, we literally get to watch him draw Goofy, which is interesting. Pluto. No, he did Goofy at first, and then Pluto. He did both. Sorry. Right, Mandy? Back me up. He did. He definitely did Goofy. I don't remember Pluto. Pluto was, like, very short at the end. No, he did Pluto. He was lifting up. He was panting like him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that was War. Was that War? No, that was, wasn't that Goofy? Oh, it's Pluto. He did Goofy in the beginning of a scene, I know for sure. We're both I, correct. I just remember Pluto. the We're... whole thing is Goofy's story that we go into. Right. We see the little short of Goofy, the horse. Right. Oh, I forgot about that. So maybe Pluto is in the beginning, Maybe he's actually. like right before. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know that they draw both. I just don't know the order, so. We're My all bad. correct. We are all right. <laughs> we all correct. win. Okay. <laughs> um, Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, like, very basic. It's just nice to see the animators at work, see them drawing the animation and, like, you know, flipping the pages up and down to see the animation. He even, like, takes a whole stack. It's goofy when he takes the whole stack and he is, like, flipping through it and it's, like, goofy jumping and then he, like, does the splits in the air or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was was fun. It's not like I just watched this last night or anything. It should be fresh in my head. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But, you know. So the last room we end up going to is the studio projection room. So finally, Mr. Benchley gets to where he was supposed to go in the first place. And we walk in and we see Walt. And I I don't know if, well, I know. When this came out, clearly Walt was still alive. So I think this was that, in the 40s. Right. So I think that, like, me watching it me now watching it. was more exciting because it's Getting like, he's not alive anymore. Alive. And there he is. That's so cool to, like, see him animated and, like, this is going to sound not stupid, animated, but, like, be real. A, but, like, be a real person. Exactly. <laughs> not. <laughs> it's cool to see him not just be a picture. Yes. Because, like, you see pictures of Walt all the time. Like, you know, whenever we're at the Disney parks, they have some exhibits at both Disneyland and Disney World where Disney they've World got, like, Disney. history of the parks and history of Walt and the studios. And there's so many pictures um, they're usually the pictures usually aren't of him this young yeah, though he's either. So he's young. very young in this compared to, um, compared to like, I guess the most 
uh, the most pictures I really see is when he's working on the Florida Project, right? Mm-hmm. So he's older. It's more towards the end of his life, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it was awesome to see him. Like, I, I actually posted a picture today on our Instagram of Walt and Mr. Benchley, and I was like, gosh, what I would have done to, like... <laughs> be Mr. Benchley in this picture, um, get to spend time with Walt and watch one of his new films before it's even released, right? Which I So thought... it's cool that they have a projection room where they can all get together mm-hmm. and watch these, which, again, is something that Pixar Studios had, which is really awesome. They had a couple theaters at Pixar Studios where they would just get together and watch the films together to critique it mm-hmm. or see the final, um, the final run of it. It's good to know that they still, like, even with Pixar, which, like, isn't solely Disney, they're their own company, they even, like, adopted some of those right. things, you know? It's, like, standard now. Yeah. And this was the first studio like that. Yeah. So, I think the ending of this movie is just really funny because Mr. Benchley goes there with this idea of the reluctant dragon. Mm-hmm. Walt's like, hey, sit down, watch this new film. It's the reluctant dragon. So, <laughs> and his wife gives him crap about it. Like, you should have gotten there earlier. Yeah. You just sit on an idea. Yeah. But it was really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you actually... That, that didn't end properly with our alternating, because you do the fun facts. I know, but we kind of both put fun facts this time, so would you oh, like to do true. your yeah, fun facts? I did facts? do mine first. I'll do my fun facts. Okay. So, this movie is interesting in the fact that it hasn't really been released very many times. Um, okay, maybe I should do the fun facts. You're stealing all mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, it... Re- they released the animated Reluctant Dragon segment, like, just the short, on VHS in 1987 as part of those, like, Disney classics that they put out, like, the VHS tapes with, like, the classic Black Diamond I logo. About that. Um, and the full feature was released on VHS in an edition that was sold only at the Disney stores, so it was, like, exclusive to get it there. I wish... Mom, I wish that you would have gone and got it. <laughs> um, then on December of 3rd of 2002, the original full-length feature was released on DVD as Walt Disney Treasures behind the scenes at the Disney Studios. And I want to say maybe that those are the ones that come in, like, the silver case that, like, look very fancy. I think you're right, because we saw that, actually, the other day at a... Yeah, but, oh, you know, we should go back to the exchange and see if that was one of them, because... No, I think it was. Okay, well, we might have to go buy that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye, podcast is over, we're gonna go buy it. (laughs) We have to go to the exchange. (laughs) Um, So that's neat. So, like, really only... Very three, three times. So the third time, it was released again in 2007, but only for the Disney Movie Club. It was only available to club members through the mail or online ordering. So it's very um, exclusive. Exclusive. I don't know. VIP. Yeah, for real. Um, so the Reluctant Dragon segment, however, is much easier to come by than the full-length feature. As we found out. Yes. So The Reluctant Dragon is um, on a DVD called Disney Animated Collection, and it ha- it's like a handful of different shorts. It comes with, like, Ferdinand the Bull and... Not John Cena. No. 
not the John Cena version that just came out in theaters, but the Disney animated Ferdinand the Bull. So I think DreamWorks did that one. They stole Disney. Disney's, uh, yeah. What if Disney just started doing, like, Shrek and B-Movie and it was just this horrible (laughs) war? I don't know. That would be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. You want to go? Sure. So I think Meg was talking about how it was re-released a lot, but this is actually one of the few Disney... Wasn't re-released a lot. Wasn't re-released a lot. But this is one of the few Disney films that never was edited for TV. Yeah. It was kind of similar to, like, Fantasia, whereas Fantasia, you've never seen it in its entirety on TV, um, but, like, little bits and pieces of it were. So, that's interesting. But obviously it was rediscovered, as Meg talked about, because it was reissued in different ways. Yeah. Um, so Walt did want this to be a low-budget film because he wanted it to help generate income and allow more time to develop Dumbo and Bambi they were, and Peter Pan. They were in a slump at, yeah. at this time because of the war. Mm. So the war was really bringing them down. People didn't have money to go to the movies. People were gone at the war, like in the war, right? Um, so he was not making money. So... That's why, yeah, he wanted low budget. But he also, this is a quote from him, he said, A lot of people ask me to show how these things are made. We take for granted what we do every day. To the public, it's a mystery. So, like, I don't think anyone would ever have guessed that they have a live elephant in the studio and they're drawing from it, you know? And, like, to them, it's normal. That's just what they do. Yeah. So, I thought that was cute. Yeah. Um, At one point, there was um, an extra scene where uh, Robert Benchley fell asleep while Leopold Stokowski was recording for Fantasia. And then he wakes up and the police chase him all over the campus. <laughs> but Walt thought that that was cheap comedy, so he nixed it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, that corner we were talking about before, where it's like a, it's like a street sign, it says Mickey Avenue, um, Dopey Drive, that was created for this film. Hmm. But it's still there to this day. And I thought this was kind of cute. I want to see it. Will you take me to see it? Sure. Okay. (laughs) So Disney employees actually ruined some of the first day's work because they'd never seen a film being made before. So they were like pressing their noses against the glasses and like (laughs) looking out to see what was going on, which is hilarious because like they're in the film industry, but they're just like drawing or like mixing paint or doing whatever. The animated film industry is very different from the actual film industry mm-hmm. not actual but live action film industry but this was a mix yeah all right that's our fun facts too um so this next segment mandy we're gonna get you more involved now okay i'm get sorry ready. i'm sorry you've been quiet do you have anything to add to anything we said um i don't think so i didn't do a lot of like reading about it so did we just blow any... you away <laughs> i was like oh this is really cool i didn't know that. <laughs> um so i wanted to go through each of us and say not necessarily what our favorite character is per se but like maybe our favorite room in the studios can i have a favorite character you can have a favorite character okay. just like favorite character favorite room favorite um scene I guess might be the same as room but not necessarily just like your favorite aspects of the film your favorite stuff your favorite stuff do you want to go first Mandy sure yeah, we've been um, talking too much so... yeah, I need a break 
Um, I think my favorite character is maybe Mr. Bentley's wife because she's just like, do it. Like, let's go. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you to the studio and drop you off and you're just going to do it. I just loved that part. She, he was like, aren't you coming in? And she was like, no. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and at the end, she's just like, yeah, you should have gotten there sooner. This is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny. Um, and I, I actually liked um, the scene, too, where um, they're drawing the elephant. Because I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, there's an actual elephant in the room. Yeah, um, and I remember liking that part as a kid too, because I just like wasn't expecting it to happen. I remember. So. Yeah. Do you want me to go? Or do you want to go? It doesn't matter. I can go. I had to write it down so I wouldn't forget. All right. So my favorite character is Mr. Benchley, because he's so funny. He's like me. He's hilarious. Yeah. He goes through all these rooms. First of all, he doesn't want to listen to this kid who's trying to give him all these facts about the studio tour, and he's just. I like, wouldn't want to listen I... to that kid either. <laughs> It was so much more interesting what he got to do. Exactly. So he just slips into all these rooms and, like, he seems to just fit in even though he doesn't fit in. Mm -hmm. So he just goes with the flow and he's, like, so appreciative. He's, like, as if one of us were to happen upon this, except he's much more calm and not freaking out, you know, because he met Walt Disney. No big deal. Oh, I would die. But he was just so funny and he's cute. Mm -hmm. And I like him a lot. Uh, my favorite scene would either be when they're recording the sound for Casey Jr. Because I loved seeing how all that stuff sounded like a train, even though it was just pots falling from the ceiling and stuff. Yeah. And I loved getting to see the multi-plane camera because now it makes sense in my head and I understand it. Yeah. Um, my favorite, favorite character, character is Walt. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he did a great job. <laughs> I, I just love him. I told Meg today he kind of looks like my cousin, and it's weird. <laughs> Do you think I so or no? I Dude. don't see it. I'll post. I'll I'll post a picture side by side. No, I won't. Want to see? <laughs> we'll show you, Mandy. I do want to see. <laughs> um, favorite scene. Okay, favorite room is probably the ink and paint room i like that it's called the rainbow room Mm -hmm. um and i love seeing all the different pigments and how they mix it and how it's even like packaged and then i like that it's just like jars yeah and it's (laughs) it just looks so pretty because like it really is rainbow everywhere because they make all these different paint colors um but my favorite scene is different than my favorite room room I think that my favorite, favorite scene, scene is. Hmm. Pause for dramatic effect. I think that my favorite scene is uh, the elephant. It's just so funny. And, like, this is the first time we're really seeing Mr. Benchley's character come out. He's like in there trying to creep up because he's thinking he's going to see, like, a naked woman, right? (laughs) Shame on you. (laughs) And it's an elephant. And then I just love how throughout all of the rooms they take his face and put it, like, oh, yeah, in the different things that they're doing. So, like, they draw a an elephant with his face on it in that first room Mm -hmm. and then the maquette they like make his own maquette and uh, i'm trying to think i think there's another 
I think there's another like drawing thing that they do with his face. I can't remember, I can't remember. off the top of my head, but I feel like there's a third one. I just like love how they. And then he's just got all these little souvenirs. I like that he piles them on Walt at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and Walt just takes wow. them. I would be like, hold yeah, it yourself. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have a least favorite anything in this film? I didn't really like the dragon himself. He kind of annoyed <laughs> me. I didn't really like Baby Weems very much. Yeah, I would go with Baby Weems as well. The dragon was just like, oh, I love this tea. It's so delicious. I love poetry. And he was like, just too over-exuberant. Me too, but like his voice. <laughs> his voice. No, his voice is pretty annoying. I I was agree. Cute. For, for the movie The Reluctant Dragon, that definitely was not what stood out to me as like the shining moment of the movie. No, we haven't like talked about it at all because it's not super interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, it's cool that, like, that's why Mr. Benchley was there and he wanted to sell this story, but, like, I don't really care about the story. I just want to see the studio. Yeah. Yeah, the studio is way more interesting. All right. Awkward, though, that, like, his wife was just, like, reading to him in the pool, like, this children's <laughs> book. A little. Well, that was, was like, weird. And, like, darts. the shooting the darts thing was weird, too. <laughs> like, shooting the darts to the duck. I'm like, what is happening right now? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a little weird. No matter where I aim, it hits the same duck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because you're not moving and you're just, like, floating in the same spot in your pool. Oh, my God. I love when he's like, I'm not going to make a fool of myself. And then he falls through his, yes. like, floaty thing into the pool. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, this movie was surprisingly funny. Like it had I actually laughed out loud. That was times. also the first time we get the little hint of animation on live action film. Oh yeah. With the bubbles like coming out of his mouth, which obviously mm-hmm. we know becomes massive with Disney's films with Mary Poppins yeah. and even sooner than that, uh Song of the South and Is Roger Rabbit Disney? I think there you go. Oh, something yeah. else. Yeah. It has to be. Roger Rabbit's Toonspin. In Toontown. But mm-hmm. it, I don't know if they just, like, acquired those rights or if it's actually... I'm not positive. Somebody tell us. Tell us. I think it's actually Disney. I think that it is as well. But I'm not... I guess I'm not positive. I'm, like, 80% sure. <laughs> That's a good number. <laughs> um, all right. Do we want to do what we took away from it? I took away a new appreciation for how animated films are made. Yeah. Because it makes more sense in my head now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of the reason he did this film, aside from trying to make some money that didn't work out. It's A lot of people asked him, how do you do it? And there's so much more involved than just, like, drawing, drawing. over and over and over and over again. Like, there's right. paint and there's layers and there's filming and there's maquettes and there's studying an elephant and all this other stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Super yeah. involved. Yeah. Do you have another answer besides that? That kind of sums up my answer as well. Yeah, it's like steal it. Much, I'm sorry. Pretty much it, though. Like. Yeah, I mean, else, like, what else can you take away from it? Like, don't wait on something and just like go yeah. for it. I guess. Hey, yeah. I like that. I like. That. I like that. Um, so Katie and I didn't see this film at all when we were little, but you did, Mandy. So I don't know if you have uh, an answer to this, but is there anything that you noticed in this film as an adult, um, that you didn't notice as a child? 
think what was interesting as an adult is when I was a kid and I saw all the movies like Dumbo and like um, Peter Pan and Fantasia and you see all those things, you're just like, oh, cool. Those are other movies I've seen. But as an adult, I know like those movies weren't even released yet. Yeah. This movie was out. And I thought that that was super cool this time because I definitely didn't know that when I was a kid. Yeah, that is fun. Yeah, people should have appreciated this more when it came out because they're getting glimpses into all these For new real. films. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I think we have successfully completed The Reluctant Dragon. Yeah. Thank you, Mandy, for yeah. joining us. Thank yeah. you so much. Of course. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're welcome anytime. back anytime. Yeah. Awesome. I feel like you probably told me some other films that you wanted to be on. I'm sure that your name is on our list <laughs> again. It might be. But yeah. I don't, rem- I don't remember, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a shout out if there's another one you want to. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Um, and the same goes for any of our listeners. Um, if you are super passionate about a specific Disney film and you want to be on the show with us, you can send us an email at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, message us, let us know. Um, I have an ongoing list. Right now we're full up through... Mm, June? Yeah. We like go in... No, we go even later than that. But... I mean, this is going to be like a four-year project, so there yeah. are plenty of other films for you guys to snatch up. Um, I think Mandy's claiming Moana, so in 2032, <laughs> oh, yeah. when we get to it. I'm totally there. <laughs> I love Mulan as well. I like know that movie like the back of my hand. Yeah, I love Mulan That as was well. my brother's movie of choice. Like, mine was Aladdin growing up, my other mm. brother was Finding Nemo, and then my other brother was Mulan. Yeah, I was Mermaid and... Cinderella and Aladdin. I just didn't really have one. I literally just like watched all of them over and over. Recycled them all. <laughs> um, so yeah, if anybody's interested in being on the show, that's kind of like our whole concept here. We want to be doing this, but we also want to have a guest or two every episode. So let us know what you want and I will let you know if it's open and we'll pencil you in. All you need is Skype headphones and a microphone which usually comes on headphones or if not on your computer so yep and a passion for whatever movie you're on yeah because it's super simple some of these we haven't seen or you know like for example snow white i didn't like her our guest sarah totally changed my mind so yeah shout out to sarah Before we go, I also wanted to share our first Disney memory from one of our listeners. Who's the lucky listener? Um, Shout out to Micaiah. She emailed us. She was the first one to email us. Shout Um, out. Yes. Uh, She's a big fan of Swish and Flick. Oh. So. You're even cooler. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so she says, I'm a Disney girl born and raised. The Disney parks were the only place my family traveled to for vacation. I have so many memories from the parks that I hold near and dear to my heart, but the following stands out as my favorite. My parents were educators, which meant our Disney vacations had to take place during the summer months. I am sorry that you had to go to Florida in the summer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, luckily for me, my birthday's in July and our trip usually fell around that same time. That makes up for it. Yeah, that's okay. That's a little better. Um, It was the morning of my sixth birthday, and my parents went all out. They got us breakfast reservations inside the Cinderella Castle, and we enjoyed our meal surrounded by all of the Disney princesses and even Mary Poppins. I've always been a girly girl and love the princesses. I even wore my favorite Cinderella dress and crown to breakfast. 
The morning was magical and it wasn't over yet. We finished our meal and left the castle just as the park was opening and went straight for Fantasyland. There was a store named Tinkerbell's Treasure. Yes, I loved that store. It's now called Castle Couture. You know that one. That's where they sell the dresses. Tinkerbell's Treasure sold lots of princess merchandise and all day long around the walls of the stores, a beam of light, you know her as Tinkerbell, flitted around the room occasionally making her bell sounds and every day the first child inside the store got to use a magic wand and say some magic words to wake Tinkerbell from inside her small treasure chest type room and watch her fly around the store. I remember this and I remember always wishing that I got to do it. So this is pretty cool. I was lucky enough to be first and got to wake up the famous pixie. It was an experience that truly cemented the magic of Disney into my heart, and it's a morning I'll never forget. That's so cute. That's a magical moment. That's a super magical moment. Yeah, it is. On your birthday. I know. That's so cute. I love your story, Micaiah. Thank Thank you you. for sharing it. So, grown-up kids can be... What? I'm blue. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) This is my part. Go for it. Grown-up kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So make sure you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. Now you can talk. Thank you. You're welcome. You can also find us on social media and join in on the conversation. We're on Facebook at Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast, and Twitter and Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod. Also, please email us at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com and send us your favorite Disney memory. It can be anything Disney-related, so send it our way and we'll be sure to read it on a future episode. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you watch Dumbo. Dumbo! I'm so excited. Make sure you watch Dumbo ahead of next week's episode. And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. this happy place welcome Disneyland is your land here age relives fond memories of the past and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future
Alrighty. Yeah, let's... Can this swing anywhere, like, a little bit closer to me? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's perfect. Okay. So, I just have to get the dock up. It's easy, I promise. You just talk. <laughs> I can yeah. do that. I can talk. <laughs> Especially about Disney. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why we did this. It's Ooh. like our little outlet for that, you know? Yeah, we had a good one for Harry Potter, but we didn't have one for Disney, so. You need both, really. Yeah. Yeah. You can only see this side of our wall, which is Harry Potter. But mm -hmm. if the camera were the other way, it would be Disney. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm looking at my, like, DVDs right now, and, like, majority of them are Disney. I mean, Harry Potter's there. Yeah. And as many of those, everything else is <laughs> Yeah, I basically just watch Disney movies, Harry Potter, and that's really it. Yeah, yeah. that's about it. Even life, really. Alrighty. Shall we? Yes. Okay. I'm really nervous. Like we have to we have to be like on this. That's fine. Okay. If if you know just me don't... sitting back, just tap me. Yeah, I just like like just like be on it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like I'm making out with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I know Katie basically said this, but I'm gonna do the little hello. And I'll introduce you. We'll say, like, welcome and probably ask how you are or something like that. And just, like, respond like normal conversation. And then I'll um, transition it into your Disney profile. And then after that, we do the fun 30-second Disney dash. So. I have mine ready. All typed up. All right. <laughs> Earlier. I have mine typed out, too. Actually, I should bring that up right now before we start so that you can't hear me typing away. Cause I... <laughs> that adds character. Do you have yours, Kate? I do. And I am ready. Oh no, it's the longest one and I went over last week. <laughs> Alright, I have to talk faster. Mine is short. <laughs> okay. <laughs> After this we can get like jobs in advertising where you're like that person at the end of a radio commercial that's like Alrighty. I'm gonna start. Okay. Three, two, 